0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Church is Now Online podcast. We have uh, once again abandoned the studio, but we're all here. We got uh, Scott Irwin, Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Kristen Jacobson, and the one and only host Dan Jacobson. Oh, wow. That's a little <laughs> that's a little pullback joke from the last episode yes, when Daniel yes. gave me. It's uh, a new trash. one and only. It's a new one and
1: only. Yes, and new the new one and only. One and only. That's that's
0: that's how we're always gonna start, and it's been um it's been a great week. We are uh, on our way up in temperatures. Daniel is um, hanging hanging outside underneath was. the trees, and uh, our kids are um, playing outside a lot more. So uh, things are looking up, you guys. All of this means that Easter is coming. We think it's still
2: coming, right?
3: <laughs> it's still happening.
0: It's not, It's totally snuck up on me.
2: I was just talking to somebody yesterday, and they were like. Easter, like Palm Sunday, it totally snuck up on me. I had no idea it was coming so fast.
0: Our church has a tradition where, does anybody know what the Palm Sunday tradition even is at, at Bethel?
3: Is it the same as in every single church in America where kids wave palm branches? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's exactly what it is. Cool. <laughs> we, we, we usually give the kids those like razor sharp palm fronds. And uh, have them come into the service and, and they do the loop, like they do the U, they, they wave their, their branches. It's, the, it's one of the cutest things that we do. And I think that is really the thing that triggers for me, okay, Easter's coming. Um, and so Scott, it's no surprise that it snuck up on you. Yeah, because I didn't have, didn't have the kids. Palm branches waved in my face.
3: Clearly, <laughs> yeah. you didn't. You did not read the kids ministry email that went out because there was a video of all the kids doing it in that email, and it was the cutest thing ever. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody else saw that, but it was pretty adorable.
0: It was <laughs> further proof that the church is now online. When you yeah. got kids waving <laughs> palm branches in your email inbox, we are all digital. We could mail. Gotta, we could
2: mail palm branches to everybody, and they could wave them in their house.
0: I just feel like that's a, that a, a a hazard to the postal workers who might get cut by those things a <laughs> razor sharp
3: I if anyone out there has not seen that video though I guess it was actually at the end of Melissa's lesson for Palm Sunday they did a uh, compilation of people who took videos of their kids and sent it in and they were all adorable and wonderful but whoever sent in the video is of um, autumn at Gary. And some kids from there and they are rocking it it was pretty pretty amazing so i highly That's recommend awesome. go watching it
0: shout out to autumn she's the best <laughs> angie's daughter uh well this is a this is a probably a good time to talk about one topic regarding easter i asked our men at hp the other day we had a, our men's group has been meeting on saturday mornings and i just as a Throw around question asked, Hey, who's doing something fun for Easter? And every box on the Zoom call just, it it was like it froze. I felt like I had a glitch (laughs) in the internet because nobody said anything and their eyes were blinking. I knew they were there. I was like, No one's doing anything for Easter. And the general consensus, at least in our men's Zoom call, was yeah, we don't really know what to do um scott i know you've got a lot of family around here you guys have any plans for easter what's going on
2: well we are uh definitely torn it was like two weeks ago we're like yeah we're still gonna get together and do easter dinner and it was gonna be very very small like my parents me and my wife and then my sister and her husband so like there were gonna be six of us and i don't know it doesn't add up to six dude that's like (laughs) one two three parents six. one two parents me and Bethany, and then uh Hannah and my Josh sister and Hannah and Josh six and then Leo but he's like yeah, a half. yeah. And, and then, a then half Grandma. grandma can't then... leave Leo
4: no no what? grandma
2: grandma probably wouldn't come but uh maybe I don't I know I just
0: love that you you have to justify you're under 10 now anytime I know you yeah. talk <laughs> about getting together with anybody you have to justify you're like let me tell you everyone who they are well is that okay I don't, I don't know are we are we allowed to do that is that an essential trip
3: like, well, so,
0: nope. So you're all family. And yeah. I think that's where, like, gets, I guess so there's like some, a gray area. There was a whole gang of people walking outside of our house a couple days ago, and these other people were walking on the other side, and they made the, the quarantine joke, like, hey, that's more than 10 people, less than six feet apart. And the lady <laughs> replied snappily. She was like, we're all family. We all live together. Oh. And it like put an end to the thing. It was like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, you're family. So yeah, Easter dinner with your family, go for it.
3: But no, because they don't all live in the same house. And but so but no. that is, <laughs> so I just want to be clear about what the yes. CDC has been saying, because that actually is, I think, uh, where some, at least some of the problem in Italy was, was that people continued to visit among families, and it was spreading beyond what they realized um, because of those visits. So you, I mean, you do what you're going to do, but. I think the CDC. What they are saying right now yeah. is, at least for the next two weeks, they are um, even stricter guidelines than it has been the last.
2: Yeah,
1: week. no. I almost I, got. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I almost got like too comfortable and started like forgetting about the rules. Like we were uh, gonna be not visiting Christina's parents because they're they're like seventy and seventy one. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to be safe, we just weren't gonna. We we're going to stay for a couple weeks. And then just Friday, we just like had lunch with them. And in the middle of it, I was like, Oh, is this cute? <laughs> oh, oh no.
4: We were I six feet okay. apart. I we will were not say six feet we apart. We're, we're six at the feet same apart. table. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a long table.
4: We were our, It is a very long table. It's for, oh, it's for my family.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here's a, a question, Christina, what is your crew doing?
4: Oh, um, no so, judgment no it's okay we're not getting together um so which is kind of sad but also we all understand um on st patrick's day my mom actually cooked dinner for everybody and they dropped it off at everybody's house so we were all eating the same meal in the same night and like so we're gonna do the same thing for easter that's so sweet that's really cool. yeah it was delicious so.
0: <laughs> you've already eaten the easter dinner no, home. not oh, his oh, his his Saint Patrick's Day. Saint okay. Patrick's Day Great. was really good. It was
4: corned Great. beef and cabbage. Mm. Yeah. Now,
0: how does another family from the church possibly get on that distribution list? Yes, because if we were like the pastor of half of those people, would we qualify for a distribution drop-off?
2: I mean, I'm related to Carrie, who's related to Christina, so like I should get in on that, right?
3: Or if everybody related <laughs> to Carrie got on that list, that would be Scott, a how lot are you, of you How are you
0: related to Carrie? I don't know. It's a long. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie there. can explain it in two seconds. <laughs> it takes everyone else like five years.
2: You got to go back like three grades. <laughs> it's it was great. Jacobson's, what are you doing for Easter?
3: I bought a bunch of eggs when I went out to the store the other day. So the plan is like the plastic fillable eggs, I should say. So we will be doing an Easter egg hunt at some point in the morning or afternoon. I was thinking about how to do that over Zoom with our grandparents. So I was thinking if we use two phones and a computer, we will be able to Zoom in all of the grandparents to watch the Easter egg hunt. So that's the plan right now.
1: Just thinking outside the box?
3: Yeah, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. Got to.
1: What's the most creative like Zoom meeting or like celebration that you guys have seen? I've seen some weird stuff.
0: Well, we we just had a great one. Uh one of the girls at our campus who may or may not be related to both Christina and Scott.
4: <laughs> Give her a uh, shout out.
0: Come on, Allie. Allie that is, Corbin. That's my cousin. Yeah.
4: Allie is my cousin. <laughs>
0: she just had a huge birthday, number one three. And uh it, it was kind of a bummer of a day because it's social distancing and Carrie mm-hmm. had been, you know, getting amped for this birthday for a while. So what she did is she, um, invited, like had a surprise zoom birthday. And I don't know, I I imagine Allie was like pumped by it, but I couldn't really tell. It just seemed like she was more confused from our end because (laughs) we, we logged in after everybody else had logged in. So we kind of missed, we missed the surprise and everyone was shouting at her. And, uh, like, I imagine it was chaotic, but a a sweet, a sweet (laughs) moment at the same time.
1: Do you think it's legal to hold parties like in a Walmart (laughs) or like in a supermarket? (laughs) Like, is there like workarounds like that? Because I go to Walmart. I go to Walmart. It's like, "Mm."
0: well, now they're limiting how many people can be in the store at the same time. There's huge. You still
3: have to be six feet away from each other. (laughs) So that'd be a require a huge amount of space for everybody in that group to be six feet away.
1: (laughs) Yeah walmart's the place it's true walmart's Walmart's got
3: the space let's do it hp party
4: walmart party
0: walmart party (laughs) up in portage if you work there some of you do carve out a little section if you can change menswear into the hp gathering that'd be great we'll take it we'll take it speaking of trips out so so here's the question if we all go to walmart do we have to wear masks yes yes
4: yeah
3: probably (laughs)
0: How do you guys feel about the mask thing? This is like uh, a new deal, a new stage.
3: So I just purchased some uh, fabric masks for our family from uh, the Seaguard family. These girls have been sewing nonstop and have actually made and donated over 400 masks to local healthcare workers. So that's kind of incredible. I know they brought some. I think I heard the police station and other places that were in need. Um, so we went and picked up our masks from them and I, I, on my, I, on my way, went and got the mask. Then I went out to the, did our grocery run for the day. And I would say probably half of the people out were wearing masks. It was a new experience.
2: Is this a new guideline? I'm, I'm.
3: It's a new recommendation. It's a new recommendation. Because previously
2: I'd heard that the CDC did not recommend you wear a mask if you were healthy, but obviously that's changed.
3: Yes. I read recently the, um, the reason is that there are now more than 20% of cases that are completely asymptomatic. And so because of that, they're suggesting everyone healthy or not wear a mask to prevent spread.
0: And before it was more to keep people from making a run on masks, like actual professional 3M masks. Uh, and I think, uh, You know, I'm I'm really speaking out of my depths here, but I think the idea is that if you're going to cover your face with a scarf or something, it's better than nothing. We just don't want you rocking a N95 mask in public if you're not a medical professional, right? Right. So um, now it's been incredible. So many uh, men and women, honestly, I saw a video of one of our guys uh, in a competition with his wife to sew their mask. And uh, I didn't see the finished product, but I imagine it was stellar uh they've been sewing masks and it's uh we're all rosie the riveter now you guys
1: i think it's a new i think it's a new opportunity for uh, like bougie like people to get real bougie <laughs> with their masks like uh, i remember when i went to when i went to india um in one of the airports there was like a huge muslim community so they had the uh uh what's the burkas
3: mm-hmm.
4: and like
1: mm-hmm. underneath their burkas it was just like blinged out to the nine with really? Louis Vuitton and all this up gucci and everything so um, I'm, I'm ready for that day to see some, some sick bling on some masks. Go. I've seen, uh, some Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan masks where you can have like the handlebar mustache. Nice. Oh my goodness. That's so amazing. if Louis if Louis Vuitton is doing
0: masks and like Gucci's doing masks, I've never really been like one of those types of people. I'm more like a J crew guy. Uh that would be like what a chambray mask is that what i'm looking mm-hmm. for if i want to if i want to match that aesthetic? Oh my
3: goodness
0: Daniel would be what would daniel be scott he would he would have uh Oh man i don't know His mask would is have it possible
3: z- to have a deep v mask A deep v <laughs>
0: mask with a zipper on it but the zipper yeah. doesn't do anything it's just there for pure pure aesthetics
3: just for show In
0: bomber just, jacket brown yeah Oh bomber i love it jacket brown <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a good thing. And I, I was, um, I wasn't out recently like Kristen was, but, um, when I went out to my grocery run this year, you know, like a week ago, there were some people that were, were wearing masks and I didn't think it was weird. And I, I actually appreciated it. I appreciated the, the consideration for others. I didn't have that thought of like, Oh man, that person's definitely got COVID. I thought, Oh wow. That person's trying to protect themselves or others from, from mm-hmm getting COVID and so I think it's a good thing
4: yeah I was gonna say there's uh it's interesting to see how people are interacting like I saw online there were people who were having like trunk hangouts where they would like park their cars like in spots next to each other and they just sit in their trunks like if it was a minivan or something and then they were like talking from a distance and I'm like I would totally do that if I had a minivan (laughs)
3: You could sit, you (laughs) could pop your trunk and sit in your trunk. Yeah,
4: stay. My my trunk is too full of too much stuff. Uh, I'm
3: one of those people. (laughs) That's so funny. I I saw that too. And I just love, I mean, it's a testament to how much we need community, you know, that people are desperate to see one another. And you see that even out walking in our neighborhood, there are people stopping who are driving by somebody walking on the side and stopping and talking from their car window to that person walking or people who are stopping across the street from one another and shouting just because we are all so desperate for in-person contact even if it is from a distance
0: our neighbor across the street um who who we rarely interact with and if you're listening to the podcast i would talk to you more if you wanted to uh, but he on Sunday, I, I was coming, he was going, and it was raining outside, and he just kept talking to me. I was standing out in the rain, just talking to this guy. I walked in, and Kristen was like, "Why are you sweating?" I was like, "No, no, no, it's rain. I'm drenched." But it was great to to connect with him and to talk with him. And you're exactly right; we just need that connection, and it's uh, now more than ever, I think, appreciated. Um,
3: yeah, I read an article recently that was comparing the flu of 1918 with uh, our current pandemic. And the author was speaking about how a crisis can bring out the best of you and it can also bring out the worst of you. And I experienced that firsthand when I was at Meijer this weekend. And the in the row right behind me, while I was checking out, this woman completely lost it um, was cussing out the person in front of her because she wasn't loading her groceries fast enough and um, the person next to me was trying to like get in the middle of it and then she's cussing her out and it was just it was the most aggressive experience that i witnessed in a public place ever and the woman next to me was trying to be encouraging to this woman and saying mm-hmm. There's no need for you to be so upset. We are all in this together. We are all feeling the stress. Like she was trying to talk her down, and I thought she was doing a really, really good job of it. Um, but this woman was, was was having none of it. Mm. And after it was over and she left, you know, I could sense the people around me be, being even more courteous and kind and conversational with one another. Like the person in front of me was went out of her way to interact with the um, with the clerk who was standing and it was all in the self-checkout you know so she was standing and overseeing all of this and <laughs> didn't really know what to do with it um, and then she and I had this really nice conversation about um, about Easter and what was coming up and how it's still reason to celebrate and we are so grateful for what we have and it was just such a stark difference between how some people are handling this and how other people's are. people's And so I just, I was, I was struck by that, that this is, it's true. This will bring out the worst in some people, but for us as believers, what a call for us to be, um, even more upfront with not, I mean, yes, gospel conversations are so important, but just being kind and selfless and compassionate and gracious toward the people around us. it it should, it's always the call of the believer, but it's even more so now. And I think it'll be even more pronounced now when we are um, intentional about that.
0: I don't know if it's just my Facebook feed with who is popping up, you know, most of when I log on now, it's like church people. Um, So maybe that has something to do with it. But I feel like in, in weeks and months past, if I would have logged on to Facebook, which I rarely did, but if I would have logged on, it would have had like a nice post about some kid and then some vitriol about some politician. And they could have come from Christians, all of them. Right. Um, It was as if Facebook was the place where you just let out whatever's truly the darkness inside of you. And I feel like that's what your experience was with this lady in the line is almost like what I'm experiencing digitally right now is that there's been a tempering, which I'm so grateful for, of the vitriol, the, 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 I used to call Facebook the place of the Old Testament prophets where people would come at you with all of their force and like condemnation. And I, it's been, it's been good for me to see that because I've often thought Facebook was the worst, but I also want to encourage, I think what you're saying is now more than ever is a chance for us to be civil and to show civility in the public forum. And I'm curious, how do, how can Christians do a better job of showing that civility and kindness in what is now our common space of facebook and instagram and i'm curious if you guys have seen that same thing too
2: yeah i don't know i i think like moving into it it reminds me of uh just the passage out of the overflow the heart the mouth speaks Mm -hmm. and when you are faced with anxious or difficult situations you are squeezed by that and whatever is inside of you gets squeezed out um and i think so often what is squeezed out is not christ because we are not meditating uh on the things of of christ so i don't know i i haven't really seen um difficult or you know um what am i trying to say the violent situations in in public um or online really i don't scroll facebook very much but um it is a call for us to really consider what is in our heart and what will be squeezed out uh when we are pressured
1: yeah i think it's been super interesting to see like you were saying just the uh this, the two drastic sides like it's it's called out the the best of us in certain ways um and also called out the worst in us uh i mean i think it's easy to judge the the lady who was really impatient and maybe really scared or something like that um but for me like this is called out a lot of anxiety, a lot of, a lot of stuff in my heart. I was talking to some of my high school boys, um, over zoom on yesterday, yesterday evening. And just saying like, I don't know, being alone with yourself is really hard. Like for this amount of time or being alone with your family for this amount of time. And it does squeeze out a lot of ugly truths about you. Um, so that's been what I've noticed in my heart and some of the people that I've known is, um, it's, yeah this is it's a it's a it's a season of squeezing and kind of finding out who you really are and if, if Christ really is your foundation or not um and I think it's given us such an, a tremendous opportunity um to exemplify Christ not only in our actions um but also just like in our own minds and our hearts uh, the way that we talk to ourselves our family our loved ones um, and that's been uh, really convicting for me uh because i am I am not a patient person <laughs> most of the time um and this has kind of kind of called me to holiness in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, I saw this article. I can't remember if it was the New York Times or uh, Time Magazine or wh- something popped in my feed. And it was about how Americans have spent more time on um, what would have been classically called like debauchery. Um, alcohol sales like tripled the week before quarantine. Um, Google searches have doubled in the wrong ways. uh the a quantity of domestic uh, violence calls in some parts of the country have gone way up, and the uh and and uh the amount of time watching TV has gone up. and so the the summation of this you know article was saying that now in quarantine, we are the most unhealthy people that we possibly could ever be because people are eating the wrong things, watching the wrong things, spending time on the wrong things, and consuming the wrong things. And health has just flown out the window. It's as if everybody's on a two-week spring break. Um, and so their their yeah. their caution was, hey, don't go crazy during this moment. Make healthy decisions. And I think, Daniel, what you're talking about is so important for the spiritual, for the Christian, for the believer, to, to know that, this is not a break from following God from holiness and what you're saying, I think is exactly right. The things that, that come out of you in your, in your anxiety, yeah. in your shortness, in your anger and, and whatever it might be or manifest for whoever's you know, listening, those are all opportunities for us to practice holiness. And I'm curious, how would you encourage people? Maybe just take the last word on this. How, how would you encourage people to make the most of those opportunities when they do feel squeezed?
1: I think it's, I think it's as simple as an answer uh, of just like humbling yourself before the Lord and like, uh, having honest conversations with yourself and with Jesus. Like that's what I've done the past week. Like God, God I sincerely need you because this has really brought out uh, some of the ugliness in my heart and just being alone in an office nine hours a day, working on projects and getting, you know, sometimes really frustrated or really down. Um, it's made me come to terms with some of the like the deficiencies in my heart that I was kind of just ignoring in past months. Um, So I don't know, an encouragement would be like maybe see some of the, uh, your tendencies that are uh, coming to light during this time um, and see the, the opportunities of growth Mm -hmm. in that. Um, I mean, we have all the time in the world to spend time in prayer uh, and to develop a prayer life or develop, you know, spiritual maturity um, so
0: yeah, Yeah, I think that's a really wise encouragement yeah. uh, to talk to Jesus, right What is that? That's prayer. That's prayer. And this is a great week to I think instill some of those habits as we come to Holy Week as we look forward to Easter this Sunday. I know this episode is going to drop on Tuesday. Um, uh, we've got a couple of days till Good Friday. And Good Friday is one of those days in the calendar year where I'm often on my knees repentant, um, maybe not physically, but spiritually, right? Understanding the gravity of what my sin cost Jesus. And uh, my encouragement to us is to do what you just said, to pray, to pray more, to be talking to the Lord about those things and and approaching this season uh, with a sense of repentance and confession and gratitude for the Lord. So that's a good a word. Well said, man.
3: Can I... Put a plug out there for the sea guards in their shop in case anybody wants to purchase masks i meant to say that earlier but absolutely
0: okay. yeah we'll throw we'll throw their uh we'll throw their uh link to their etsy shop you can in the, find uh, them the yeah at the
3: paper shutter on facebook or on etsy the paper shutter is that
0: like shutter like like window shutters or like shutter like i'm scared
3: like s-h-u-t-t-e-r
0: <laughs> cool like the photo shutter, not like the boo shutter. Yeah.
3: Cool. Go buy a mask. I'm sure they're gonna appreciate
0: they're gonna appreciate this plug with our positive spin on their name.
3: That's it. It's good. Didn't scare anyone. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, guys, we have this uh, great interview that Scott and I had the privilege of uh, recording with one of our very own uh, police officers in one of our cities. His name's Brandon Kissy. And we had a great chance getting to understand from his perspective, what, if anything, has changed in our community from uh, the police perspective? I hope you'll stick around and take a listen to that. We are joined now uh, by the magic of Zoom with one of uh, my good friends at the campus, someone that people at HP know and love. Uh, He's well uh, liked around our church, uh, Brandon Kissy, who is a local police officer and has been uh, a part of his local force for many years. And uh, Brandon, welcome to the show, man.
5: Hey, good morning. Good to be with you guys.
0: So first things first, you're a part of our HP security team. I think if people didn't know that that's not a surprise to them. Um, and, and there's not a lot of security happening these days. So I'm, I'm curious, what are you doing with your Sundays now? Like, are, are you, are you keeping your home secure when you're watching the live stream? Like, how's that working?
5: Yeah, we're, uh, we're really, um, truth be told, enjoying the, enjoying this time, just uh, being able to gather around with our family and just be at home and, um, honestly be, be doing church in pajamas, you know yeah. not it all fixed up i mean it's just been it's been nice in that way and just really um affirming some of the just our strong family values and just being home and um and my house is always secure so yeah. <laughs> um, probably, so no worries there um but yeah um just really enjoying the the time at home um yeah we've we've uh,
0: likewise had that same thought you know i'm as a pastor i'm never able to go to church with my family and we're still doing some things as a church you know we got to get services out but there there was a sunday where we had that experience where it was pajamas and the kids and all of us together and that was a truly refreshing delightful thing for me one of the one of the great blessings of of uh coronavirus i guess um, but yeah. yeah it's it's uh it's a great thing to pause and to slow down a little bit hey we want to um as a as a member of our you know, community and, and helping police our streets and our homes. I wanted to just ask you your perspective, uh, if you can speak as much as possible um, on your behalf, what you're seeing uh, as a police officer in our community. Um, what are some of the, the more noticeable changes that you've observed in people's behavior this past month? If you think back to before coronavirus was even on people's radar, right? Um, that back in January, February, kind of normal life, And then um, things changed with people being sheltered in place, staying at home, working from home, uh, different, you know, situations with retail. Um, How, how, how has that hit the police department?
5: Yeah. So as people know, I am a police officer. So I think initially I got a lot of calls from people, a lot of people that know me, some family members. um, And, you know, they were concerned. They hear shelter in place. They hear, um, pandemic. They hear these words. Um, they hear from the public sector. They're just not sure how to process a lot of it, and so it's of course new for me as well. I haven't had to deal with anything like this in you know my life, let alone my career. And so, um, I, you know, I'm processing it as well, trying to help people. You know, stay calm, number one. Um, yeah. that a lot of times, what you see in the media, or what maybe what you hear from word of mouth or or social media. Is a little bit more hyped up than what's really going on, um, you know, right outside your front door. And so, um, what I've seen from people is a concern for what they don't know. Um, and part of my role that I've that I feel responsible for in a way, as well as just as a friend and as uh, someone who serves the community, is just making sure that people have um, the information they need to stay calm to not freak out. Um, and just to know that, you know, police departments in, in cities and communities, we're here to serve you and to help you through this time. And um, so I, I haven't seen initially, I saw some concern. But right now, I, I honestly have to say, I don't feel like people have really changed or, or their behaviors really been all that different. Honestly,
0: one of the things that I'm always curious about is, you know, we're, we're told to shelter in place. And that means essential trips only. And I don't know how to say this without sounding cynical but i i had to go to go to the office uh to do part of my job yesterday and uh i'm grateful that the governor called faith-based workers essential because i that gave me permission to do that and it seemed like a regular amount of traffic for a sunday morning <laughs> like it seems like everyone considers themselves essential these days have you noticed a downtick in traffic or is that is that actually happening? I don't know. I'm just curious. You're you someone who, who kind of knows the traffic patterns well. Give us your perspective.
5: I had my I have a conversation with my wife about this uh, when they when they actually issued the order. I saw no difference.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
5: of course. Right. You know, it, I ha- I may or may not have had to go to Home Depot for an essential reason. Um, and your
0: toilet backed up. Is that what was going on? Yeah.
5: Was, <laughs> my house was actually uh, yeah. There were some dangerous parts of my house I had to get fixed, but. Um, yeah it was uh it was business as usual and by by some of the businesses that are open and, and route thirty you, you really would have no idea um it really looked like you know just a sunday where some businesses are closed early in the evening but people were out
0: i was really uh you know the the mayor uh of of uh our town helped uh connect the pastors together with a briefing from the police department and the fire department and some of the um, local uh Congressmen and women. And I was really encouraged by uh, your chief. Uh, I thought the way that he was talking about um, this situation was incredibly reassuring. Um, I think the plan that, they, that you guys have as a department in place is really uh, quite extraordinary. And also, uh, at, at least at this time, this was a couple of weeks ago, at this time in the pandemic, he was uh, really promising allocations of police resources towards helping seniors. Has is, is anything come of that? Has has there been um, any need for the police department to act sort of as as helping or has the community kind of filled that need? It seemed like they weren't sure who was going to step up to help with what. But the fact that the police department was even prepared and thinking along those lines was the most compassionate, loving thing that I've ever seen. It made me really proud of our community.
5: Yeah, I, I, I think the community has filled a lot of that need. I think you see a lot of... Um, you know, friends, family, and just private organizations kind of fill more of that need. Um, we, we have uh, certainly, you know, if if us as a department could, could make a delivery of a particular good, you know, we, we've stepped up and done that. There's been outreach, uh, ways that our department has outreach that um, maybe typically just wasn't on, you know, the mind at first. Uh, um, or or just a a, a concern initially so this this again this whole pandemic is kind of really causes thing outside the box and I think you see that in practical ways like you said with with uh, with the seniors of course the seniors are very important to us um, as we've uh, we we have uh, their their building is right connected ours so um, certainly um, we have a good relationship with them and Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, Brandon, we had uh, Mayor Seneca on a, a couple of weeks ago, last week, a couple of weeks ago, and just talking about different uh, job description changes for him. And Dan and I, our, our roles have, have shifted significantly. I was wondering, uh, in all that, has your, has your job changed at all? Are you kind of doing same old, same old, or have you, you picked up some new responsibilities?
5: yeah so what what's also kind of interesting? I went on vacation when when all of this kind of really peaked off. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, so I, honestly, uh, I just went back here not too long ago. Um, I haven't again, I, to to stress, I don't think that I've seen a huge shift in responsibility with how I operate. again, i I, I really see a sense of normalcy out there just with a little bit more caution. and so you know of course we're being a lot more cautious i think everybody is i think people are doing a very good job of following simple guidelines social distancing you know um covering your cough wearing masks Uh, um i really haven't seen um i guess just personally speaking um any i would say additional responsibilities um certainly um you know we, we we do welfare checks you know, on, on people who are concerned for family members. Mm. Um, maybe some of that's increased. Um, but you know, certainly, uh, still business as usual.
2: Yeah. Business as usual. We, uh, we had the fries on last episode, last episode, and, um, they're from Peru and, and their, uh, situation right now is a little bit different than ours, but, uh, they have a hotline that they run on, um, Domestic abuse cases, like a a women's hotline that can be called, and they were just saying with the increased time um, with men at home, uh, without jobs and with with kids at home, there has been some uh, emotional tension, some um, just increases in in uh, in use of that hotline. We were wondering here in the community, Northwest Indiana, has has um, anything you can speak to has have domestic cases increased increased at all?
5: Yeah, I think anytime that you have Uncertainty. You have, you know, the economy right now is is not doing well. I think anytime you have that together, along with, you know, with the what the 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 pandemic is is throwing at us, where we have to shelter in place, you take all of those elements and you put them together, and certainly people are going to be a little bit more um, apprehensive towards one another in the home. They're going to be uh, tensions are high. Uh, We certainly we have seen that, and I think you know, some of the ways that, you know, we respond to those, Um, you know, we we have, we have, we do great with offering victim um, advocate assistance um, to anybody who needs it. And uh, and Can you say
0: more about what that looks like?
5: Yeah. So um, anybody involved in um, many departments, um, many police departments in, um, you know, in Lake County and nationwide really do have what's called a victim advocate. Um, And All that is is um, we show up to a a domestic disturbance type call. The police are called there and um, we identify a victim or sometimes there's multiple victims. Sometimes there could be um, a a spouse and a child and we offer the spouse or child, whoever the victim is in that situation, um, a a name and a phone number of a victim advocate that is typically, on staff hired by the city, the police department specifically, and they, they have a ton of different resources available such as uh, shelter and housing, um, kind of what domestic violence looks like. Um, they really have just a wealth of, of information that maybe the officer responding doesn't have, but can offer, um, a, a, at least a name and a, and a contact uh, for that person to get in touch with.
0: Yeah. I, um, I was walked there, I think it was you or maybe one of our other uh, police officers on the force from our church walked me around your facility and uh, actually got introduced to one of the victim advocates. And uh, she's fantastic. I kept her business card in my wallet for about three years and just, you know, only a couple of times had to give her number out. But um, thought, like, what a great thing that our community is equipped with advocates. Yeah, I, had so no uh, yeah. I had
2: no idea that was a resource. I had no idea that was a resource for the for the community.
5: Yeah, we're sitting doing a good job at spearheading that and, and identifying that that need really.
0: Yeah. Well, Brandon, thanks for uh, hopping on here with us and just giving us your perspective. I'm glad to know that from your from your eyes, uh, <laughs> uh, normal but cautious is a great way to talk about it. Yes. How would uh, how would you just want your church family uh, praying for you and your fellow coworkers, our officers during this time?
5: Yeah, so like I said, I think it's business as usual. Um what honestly what's if I, if I'm just being really honest and maybe this might sound um selfish in some way, but I, I just got to be honest. Um what worries me most about this for for myself, um the way that you can pray is just that you know this virus, you know, I I worry about my children, you know, getting it. I think my wife and I will be okay, but um, I, I really just worry about that and the people I come in contact with through my job. So mm. just prayers that, um, you know, in, in every situation that, you know, I would be cautious and, and just making sure that, um, you know, I, I'm I'm doing what I can to not bring this thing home. Um, we don't really get to, we can't really pick and choose the contact in our job uh, who we come into contact with. Um, so far it's been good, but um, just prayers that um, God would just has, have his hand of protection over, uh, not only myself, but all first responders that are out there on the front lines um, and, ha- and don't really have the option of wanting to come in contact with uh, this potential virus.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. We have people on our prayer list from uh, extended family from our campus who are first responders who do have COVID-19 and uh, we're praying for them. And we know that there's a huge risk and we're grateful for the men and women like you who serve our community, no matter uh, pandemic or not. Uh, and, and just doing so uh, out of a compassionate love for Jesus and a love for each other. And uh, we, we're grateful for you, brother. You're doing a great job and uh, we want you to know we are with you. Thanks for listening to the church is now online podcast for more resources from Bethel church, head to Bethelweb.org, where you can stream services, give online and find ways to impact our community to connect with the HP campus. The best way to do that is on Facebook. Join our group by searching Bethel church Hobert portage If you enjoyed this content and want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you found this content. And it helps us if you rate and review. It just makes it easier for others to find us online. Church is Now Online is produced by the team at bethel Hobart portage Christina Soderquist, Daniel Asher, Scott Irwin, and myself, Dan Jacobson. Thanks for listening to this episode. Until next time, this podcast is to be continued.